Welcome to the Wounds of the Faithful podcast, brought to you by DSW Ministries. Your host is singer, songwriter, speaker, and domestic violence advocate, Diana Winkler. She is passionate about helping survivors in the church heal from domestic violence and abuse and trauma. This podcast is not a substitute for professional counseling or qualified medical help. Now, here is Diana. Hey, that's me. Hello. And welcome to my podcast. I'm so excited to start this healing journey with you. So grab your favorite beverage and hang out with me. I have my trusty water bottle here with me. It's usually very hot and dry where I am. In the morning, I love a good cup of French tea. But not right now. I might spill it on the equipment. (laughs) I'm producing this podcast from my recording studio in Arizona. So this podcast is a new experience for me. I'm kind of on a journey too. This episode, I will tell you about myself, who this podcast is for, and what to expect from me in future episodes. So where did I get the name for this podcast? The Wounds of the Faithful. We were searching the web for ideas, and a lot of them I had were already taken, or the associations that came along with it did not match my brand. So we came across this Bible verse that I thought went with our chosen podcast name, Proverbs 27.6 The wounds of a friend are faithful, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Isn't that profound? My husband is a graphic designer, so he came up with the logo that I had in mind. The vulnerable lamb who has these gaping, unhealed wounds from the wolf in the shadows. The music is mine from one of my songs called So Beautiful. My husband has a lot of talents, actually. He has this announcer voice. Actually, he does a lot of cartoon voices. So I said, honey, guess who's going to do the intro for the podcast? (laughs) So a little bit about me. I'm originally from the East Coast. I come from what I would call a non-abusive family, but we certainly have our issues. We aren't perfect. I'm the oldest of four siblings, and then I also have two step-siblings. I was very much into the arts as a kid, singing from a very young age, like kindergarten. I always performed in School plays, choir, I did some solos, I tried violin and guitar, but didn't do too well. I stuck with the piano and voice, though. I took a lot of dance classes, and I was exposed to a variety of good music growing up. So that's where my love for music started. I was raised Catholic. I loved God, I knew I was a sinner, and that Jesus died on the cross, but 
I didn't have any assurance of heaven. When I was 13, my Baptist cousins showed me in the Bible how I can have that assurance of salvation. It was by claiming by personal choice and relying exclusively on Christ's death on the cross as sufficient payment for my sin. It was not earned by the good things that I have done. My conversion was sincere, and trusting Christ did change my life. I did not get baptized until I was 18, because my parents at that time were not very supportive of the decision that I had made. After I was baptized, I was called to the mission field after attending my first missions conference. I quickly enrolled in Bible college that fall. I studied music, missions, theology, Baptist history, etc. When I was in college, I went soul winning door to door, sang in the choir, sang solos, worked on a bus route, taught Sunday school, and children's church. Let's see, served in the nursery and the nursing home ministry. I made two short-term mission trips to Puerto Rico and Ottawa, Canada. I studied Spanish and French since the seventh grade, which comes in handy a lot. I graduated with a bachelor's degree in theology but since I was female, they didn't call it that. I took all the exact same classes the men took, all the doctrinal classes, soteriology, pneumatology, eschatology, ecclesiology, <laughs> bibliology, all of the ologies. I took all the classes for individual books of the Bible, hermeneutics, uh, which is learning the rules on how to correctly interpret scripture, Bible study methods, I studied Nuthetic counseling courses. The only class they wouldn't let me take was homiletics. So the preacher boys would stand up and they would learn how to preach a sermon. The women got to take the preacher's wives class to learn how to do public speaking and teach women and children. So, pretty much the same thing. The men's degree had Bachelor of Science in Pastoral Theology on it. The women's had Bachelor of Science in Christian Service. Now, I'm not a pastor or a preacher, but I should get credit for all those theology courses. Now, in my senior year, I married my now ex-husband, after graduation, we started planning churches in Virginia, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Arizona. As church planting goes, you get to wear many hats. I was usually in charge of the music, playing piano, special music, starting a choir, teaching boys. I taught Sunday school and children's church. I worked in the bus ministry, the nursery, I organized missions conferences and women's events. 
I pretty much did every ministry in the church except preach in the main services. So if you've been in the ministry, you know that it is exhausting. There's no days off. In the midst of all this serving God and planting churches for 13 years, I was experiencing abuse at home behind closed doors. Spiritual, emotional, mental, humiliation, neglect. My husband threatened to commit suicide in front of me. You'll hear more about my story through future podcast episodes. I do have a short testimony and song on my YouTube channel that I will put in the show notes. Also, my blog also has a longer testimonial if you'd like to read that. Being in the ministry, you're expected to be perfect and keep up this insane image. You can't be real or have any flaws. You have to pretend that nothing is wrong for the ministry. So no one knew that I was being abused. I didn't tell anyone except for three of my closest friends. They were trying to convince me to leave for years. I went through hopelessness, depression, bitterness. I took my husband to three different counselors, but he wouldn't cooperate. So during my depression, I stopped reading my Bible and praying. I thought, what's the use? God isn't listening to me anyway. But I had to keep up appearances doing the church ministry. Now, you can only pretend for so long before it starts to destroy you. At 13 years of marriage, I finally had enough and made plans to leave when he was out of town. The consequences I knew would be great. I would lose everything. My ministry, my house, my job, my dogs my friends. I'm asked all the time, why didn't you leave him sooner? I didn't realize I was being abused until towards the end of my marriage. I really thought things would get better. The church doesn't allow divorce. I didn't want to lose everything and start over. Now, it was a rough couple of years trying to get back on my feet, finding a new job. I went through bankruptcy, find a new church. I went through depression again, insomnia, a disastrous jump into the dating pool. In the midst of this, God was with me, even though I couldn't see it. But fear not, friends. I did have some victories. I recorded my first solo vocal album, an album my ex-husband refused to produce in 13 years, even though he, as a record producer, 
recorded other people's albums. I got LASIK surgery. I wore bottle cap glasses from the seventh grade. My ex would never let me get vision correction, stating the doctors would butcher my eyes. My ex refused to allow me to visit my sister in France because he hated the French government and hated my sister. Believe me, the feeling was mutual, I assure you. I have visited France twice now and traveled to many other countries. Two years after my divorce, I met my current husband, Brian. We met on a Christian dating website. I didn't think I was ever going to find love or get married again. He loves the Lord. We have a lot in common. The same goals. The same love for music. Movies. And he treats me with respect. I fell for him after we were dating a few months. I was really sick with the flu. I was just going to crawl into bed and die after I came home from work. Ryan had said he had already had the flu shot and volunteered to come over and bring me some medicine, Kleenex, and dinner. He even washed the dishes. We sat on the couch and watched sci-fi movies with me looking like death warmed over. No makeup, snot, coughing, and he tells me I look beautiful. I thought, who would go on a date with a girl with the flu? I think I'm going to keep this one. We were married in six months. We've never even had a real fight in 10 years of marriage. He makes me laugh every day. <laughs> I will have him on the podcast to tell the whole story about how we met. He loves to tell how God brought us together. Ryan also has a story of abuse in his past. I know that you will want to hear. You will enjoy meeting him. So Brian and I both have day jobs. I work in healthcare. I've been in the pharmacy industry for 14 years. I recently switched to a more behind the scenes part of healthcare, which is claims and prior authorizations. It's a lot less stressful. Let me tell you, working in healthcare has saved my bacon more than once. This is my second recession that I've been through. And my husband is a supervisor in the automotive industry. Thankfully, we both work from home. We are very grateful for that. So as I said, we are both musicians. My husband sings and plays the drums. I sing and play the piano. We both write music. We host our band practice here in our recording studio. Well, that was, you know, when we were part of a few Christian bands before the pandemic. Right now, obviously, we can't go out and do gigs 
or practice together. So we're working on other projects right now. I have these two Yamaha digital pianos. I've had these for years that I wanted to upgrade. I bought a Juno DS synthesizer. I, I wanted better sounds and the ability to create songs without my band being here. I'm still trying to figure this thing out. It has a lot of features and cool sounds. Maybe in future episodes I will give you a little demo and we'll have a little fun here. And if anyone out there has a Juno, please send me a message because I have questions. <laughs> Brian just bought a new acoustic drum set to go with his custom V drum set that he already has. But it's a little disorganized and crowded in here. And I have a lot of hobbies besides music. I just started a garden. I do not have a green thumb. So don't ask me for any gardening advice. I have killed more plants than I care to admit. You think that cactus is hard to kill? Not at my house. <laughs> I've killed a lot of cactus. I think there's something wrong with the dirt here, to be honest. Anyway, the vegetable garden. Anyway, the vegetable garden is doing good so far. Since we started working from home, I noticed the birds in my yard a lot more. I bought some bird seed and I sprinkled some on the grass every day. I love watching all the birds coming to my yard. I now can name all of the birds in my yard. Sparrows, finches, towhees, doves, woodpeckers, curved bill thrashers, mockingbirds, hummingbirds. In fact, we have two hummingbirds that come to the feeder all the time. One we call Daredevil. We know that it's Daredevil because he's not afraid of us. He'll come right up to our face. The other one we call Skid for skittish. He's afraid of us. Oh, I should have been a vet. I love animals of all kinds. Animal Planet is a great channel to watch right now. I used to volunteer at a German Shepherd Rescue. We had two shepherds. Um, our last shepherd passed away last year on 9-11 from cancer. We really, really miss him, especially now. We haven't gotten over him yet to go and get another dog. I'm going to get a drink of water here. As you can hear, it's very dry in here. That's better. So I mentioned our travels. We went to Israel in October last year. Every Christian should go at least once. It is life-changing. You can read about the trip on my blog. 
So we've been to Poland, Switzerland, and all over France. Uh, my professor in college started a church outside of Paris, so we were invited to go and sing and give our testimony at his church both times we were in France. You can watch some of this concert on my YouTube channel. We want to go to Germany next. You know, growing up, I've been to every state in the Union except Alaska and Hawaii. But those are on my list, too. So, let's see. I'm an avid sewer. I can sew just about everything. I've tailored suits, ball gowns, costumes, corsets, casual clothes. I don't really like doing alterations. <laughs> Not as fun. I also quilt. But I haven't had much time for sewing lately. And we recently started a, a plant-based diet to help with some health problems that we have. Now my sister has been a vocal vegan for years. I'm thinking maybe she has something there. It has been a hard transition for us though. You don't realize how much meat you eat until you go plant-based. So hey, send me your favorite recipes. <laughs> we are sci-fi geeks, particularly Stargate fans. We have an actual Stargate prop in our living room. <laughs> We've pretty much watched every sci-fi movie. I have a couple more controversial hobbies I may or may not disclose, depending on who I get as guests on my podcast. We'll see. So now I'll let you know a little bit about me. I will tell you about my current ministry. When I left my abuser, I tried to start a ministry to help people just like me heal from abuse. There were not very many resources back then, especially for Christians. A lot of doors closed in a few churches to start anything. A lot of church leaders didn't really want to deal with the subject. It's not a sexy topic to talk about. Now, I thought that God wanted me to help others who went through what I did. I just didn't know how to do it. I started my ministry, DSW Ministries, 10 years ago. Now, when people hear that name, they say, Like the shoe store? There is a discount shoe warehouse where I live. My ministry is not to be confused with the shoe store. <laughs> Although, if that helps you remember me, great. We actually love to shop at their store for shoes. My, my husband is a shoe person. So, if anybody out there has connections with Discount Shoe Warehouse, <laughs> send them my way. Hey, I'll do an ad on my website for you or my podcast. Brian can model his shoes on my YouTube channel. Anyway, back to the show. 
I started a blog for a while back. I wrote some original music and performed at a few nonprofit events. It wasn't until we joined our current church that I found out about Mending the Soul. It's a small group for survivors of abuse. My pastor's wife invited me to attend this group. It's a, a faith-based curriculum created by Steve and Celestia Tracy. Now, Steve is a theology and ethics professor, and Celestia is a trauma counselor. They created this curriculum that is biblically and psychologically sound. The group's 16 weeks long, consisting of four participants and two facilitators. It is a confidential group, so it happens in group, stays in the group. We talk about every form of abuse that exists. We learn how to process our abuse, our pain, and our trauma, so we can move forward in life. We learn tools to help deal with everyday life while healing from abuse. We learn how God really sees us. What does the Bible really say about abuse? I went through my own Mending the Soul group. I was so impressed with it that I trained to be a facilitator. I have seen Mending the Soul change so many lives especially my own. There are many different methods for healing. Mending the Soul tries to incorporate several methods, such as storytelling, journaling, art, music, poetry, prayers, and scripture. You will hear a lot more about Mending the Soul in future episodes. By the way, Mending the Soul is also free of charge. So why start a podcast? I have a blog, but I'm finding that I don't really enjoy writing my blog as much as I thought I would. I'm the grammar Nazi, even on myself. It has to be... Perfect sentence structure, the right font and the spacing, finding photos. I don't enjoy all the technical stuff that goes along with the blog, SEO and meta tags. And when I post my blogs on my website, Google doesn't seem to help me get traffic to my site. Anyone who has a blog knows what I'm talking about. No one sees your posts. Yes, I have taken SEO courses and blog courses. Facebook and their shenanigans are also keeping anyone from seeing my Facebook posts. Out of 35 fans in my group, three people see my posts. Social media has been blocking certain kinds of posts. You've all heard this before. Anyway. With the pandemic this year, I started listening to a bunch of really good podcasts. And I thought, I can do this. I can talk all day long. (laughs) Just ask my husband. (laughs) 
and I have a lot to say. I have been leading my Mending the Soul groups twice a year, and I find that they really need extra support at this time. We went over the 16 weeks because of some of the ladies being quarantined with their abusers. So I thought that starting a podcast would be a really great way to help those during the pandemic and give me a way to serve during this time. The podcast would allow me to let others know about Mending the Soul and to hear my music. So who is this podcast for? It's for people going through abuse of any kind right now or survivors of past abuse. It's for women and men. Yes, I will have plenty of episodes for you guys too. Teenagers are welcome and grade school kids at your discretion. Also, if you're trying to help a friend or a loved one going through abuse, this podcast would be good for you, too. My target audience is for evangelical Christians. If you don't know if you are evangelical or not, you can Google that. But it's pretty simple. Catholics, LDS, Amish, Mennonite... Don't call themselves evangelical as far as I know. The Independent Fundamental Baptist Church is where most of my abuse happened. The podcast will be from a biblical worldview. Now, does that mean if you're not a Christian or an evangelical that you can't listen? Of course not. You're a welcome friend. Just keep in mind that evangelicals talk a lot about Jesus and quote scripture a lot. Don't leave a review on iTunes that I talk too much about Jesus. That may sound silly to you. Trust me, I have friends who have Christian podcasts and it happens all the time. With that being said, There are many principles I'm going to talk about that apply to all religions. So no matter where you are in your relationship to God, or maybe you are searching for God, perhaps give us a chance. This podcast is about healing. I'm not here to convince you to join my church or force you to believe what I believe. Come as you are. We will explore and talk through the struggles together. This will be a PG podcast. No profanity. Survivor stories will not be explicit, such as describing abuse in graphic detail. We'll use medical terminology to refer to body parts or sexual acts. So most of the time, you won't have to turn off the podcast when your kid comes into the room. What should you expect from me? My goal is to discuss various abuse topics, 
encourage you in your healing journey, provide helpful tools and resources, and inspire you to take action. I will share my story, be authentic and real with you. I won't give you a bunch of fluff, and I will tell you the truth. I do not know everything about abuse, nor will I pretend to. I will invite other experts and survivors that have a variety of knowledge and experience. I have not experienced every kind of abuse myself. What makes my podcast different from others is music. Music is a very powerful healing tool. I plan to have inspirational and encouraging music on my podcast. Some will be my original music, public domain, or music I have already gotten a license to use, such as music on my album. I will also invite other musicians to share their original songs with you. I will try to have a variety of styles, but all of it will be encouraging. It will be at the last segment of the podcast, so if you don't like the music, you can skip to the next episode if you want. I hope you will still come for the content, though. If you are someone who believes that drums are evil or modern Christian music is from hell, This might not be the podcast for you. Christians need to have the freedom to choose for themselves what music they listen to. Now, my own music leans to the conservative side, but I will have a variety to represent different preferences that we have here. And that's all it is. Preferences. Don't send me emails filled with Legalistic music arguments, I've heard it all before. I've been a musician my whole life. So with that out of the way, if you're a Christian musician with an original song that you'd like us to feature, send me an email with your mp3 or your YouTube link and indicate that you give me permission to play your song on the podcast. Include a story of what inspired you to write the song. If you have an abuse story you want to share, I invite you to come on the podcast and tell your story as well. What this podcast is not. My podcast will be focused on the healing aspect. I have fellow podcasters that have expose podcasts and seek to expose abusers, scandals, and cover-ups. There's a lot of shock value to them. The hosts are frequently targeted on social media. They do a great job and I totally support them in what they do. But my calling is more behind-the-scenes advocacy. I don't allow full names or reveal someone's real name and abuse stories 
unless the abuse is already public, like Jack Hiles or Jerry Falwell Jr. This is to protect the survivor and to protect me. I don't even say my own abusers' names. I don't really want the publicity, to be honest. But I do want to help people first and foremost. I have helped people escape from their abusers and start a new life. That calls for a lot of discretion and secrecy. We will protect minors who have been abused by changing their names and locations. There will not be any politics on my podcast. To be honest, I'm sick of the news and the spin that goes with it. Aren't you? So this will be a haven from that. And some of you need to quit bashing each other on Facebook. To those who are fighting with their friends, neighbors, and relatives, when this junk is all over, your loved ones will still be here. So don't ruin your relationships. It's not worth it. Love one another. Our hope is not in the government or those in office. The Bible is full of evil rulers and corrupt governments. Our hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ. We are placed on this earth to tell others about Jesus and the gospel and serve the Lord. That purpose never changes. People are more important than politics. That's my rant for today. I will also not be some pushy salesman. My accountant will tell you that I will not get rich anytime soon. Do I like to make money? Sure. But my primary mission is to help you. So if you entrust me with your email address, I won't be sending you emails every day with slimy sales funnels asking you to buy my stuff. We've all seen them in our inboxes once we buy something. I won't do that to you. I do have products and services on my website that I will mention but there will never be any high-pressure sales tactics. If you want to support what I'm doing here, you can make a purchase on my website. I appreciate it. It will enable me to help more people. And I promise if I have sponsors or ads in the future that they will be products I believe in and match the values of my listeners. I am so glad to be on this journey with you. I hope learning about me and my vision encourages you to come back next week. My contact information is always in the show notes. I will be glad to help you in any way that I can. So I leave you with this. Choose one small thing to do today to get you closer to healing. Until next time, God bless.
Thank you for listening to the Wounds of the Faithful podcast. If this episode has been helpful to you, please hit the subscribe button and tell a friend. You can connect with us at dswministries.org, where you'll find our blog along with our Facebook, Twitter, and our YouTube channel links. Hope to see you next week.